Well, g'day there and welcome to the Oak City Church podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us today for another encouraging message from our Sunday gatherings of Oak City Church. If we can connect with you in any way, please see us at oakcitychurch.com.au or check out our socials online. We hope to see you in person soon. found 
various parting words to this church back then and to us right now, that we can have true and sincere peace. Not peace that, the, the, you know, of course, there's wonderful strategies about to live a mindful life and, and all those wonderful things, but we can have true and sincere peace. Not something that we have to pursue after because Jesus has given it to us. We can have true and sincere hope. Now, doesn't the world need hope after the time of the year that we're having? You know, there's that beautiful carol. Um, we went to the Christmas spectacular yesterday, which one is it? Come Holy Night, I can't remember. I'm not the biggest carols person like Alex is. Alex, you did an amazing job this morning, so thank you for that. But the, the thrill of hope as the weary world rejoices. Our world is very weary at the moment. Even as Richard and Shirley and I were talking out the front, even with all the stuff that's going on, the case numbers, and we just go, oh, not again, I'm so weary of this thing. But actually, the thrill of hope that we find in Jesus is not something that we just need to wait around for. We can have it and have it now. Joy. Jesus' grandmother always used to say that the one thing that distinguishes a Christian from the rest of the world is true joy. And we can actually experience that now, not because of circumstances, not because my bank balance is going great, not because my kids are behaving, but actually I'm going to have joy. And that doesn't mean not being open about how I feel my crap and all that kind of stuff, but actually we can experience joy. And then ultimately, you know, we're going to get to that wonderful verse in the message translation of John chapter 1 that says that, you know, God became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. It says in 1 John chapter 4 that God doesn't have love. He is love. That is his defining characteristic. That in Jesus, we already have love. We don't have to strive for it or learn it or rack up points or whatever that you may have. We can have that peace, that hope, Particularly, I think our testimony as followers of Jesus in the world around us is that we have that when we shouldn't. When everything is opposed to that, gosh, I'm weary, Uh, you know, things aren't going well, I'm not experiencing joy, whatever it may be, actually, our testimony is that we can have that and have that now. Now, because I'm a dad, I I came across some great dad jokes yesterday that I just felt the need. Nay, the conviction to, to share with you this morning. Um, this will get an amen, I'm sure of it. None of my other servants do, but this will, okay? Alright, you ready for this? I'm going to give you three bad jokes, okay? The first one is I took my old car to the mechanic because it was making a terrible noise. He removed the Mariah Carey Christmas CD and now it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Relationship, 
They are not in a new car or a holiday or a promotion. None of these things are inherently bad things, but they ultimately won't fulfill you. It is only a lover. Joy, more joy. But if you 
you know, ascribe that to Jesus, you will be fulfilled. Um, if I was really kind of honest about my own uh, sins and my own longings, I have a whole bunch of longings. My life would be better when I don't need to change kids' nappies anymore. My, my, my life will be better when I go on that holiday. If I can be really, really honest with you, and this is probably, you know, my deepest of vulnerability with you this morning. On Monday, as I went on a work trip to Melbourne, I did a horrible, horrible thing. I got bumped to business class. And every sinful longing within me raged. It raged. To the point where afterwards I, I felt a little bit like this. Don't try and do it again. It's like when Anakin's trying to go for the higher ground. This is not good for you. Obi-Wan warned me, friends. Don't go for the higher ground. <laughs> but if I can be really honest, my longings would just be to go on a business class there all around the world and just enjoy myself in that way. But if I could be quite, you know, very transparent this morning is that will not make me That will not fulfill me. That will not tick off the longings that I may have in my heart. And Paul says in Ephesians, and we see in Jesus, as God bestows these things upon those who come to follow him, that we can have that peace, that hope, that joy, and that love. We have everything that we would ever need right now. That's what the Christmas story tells us. But you have everything you could ever want or need in Jesus, in longings fulfilled. And I love that, you know, sometimes we hear that, maybe you're hearing that this morning for like the 20th, 50th time. But God's love for you is not objective. It's not just a big paintbrush love over Christians or over this church or over the church globally. It is for you. It is for you. It is prescriptive for you. You can have hope. You can have joy. You can have peace. You can have that love. That's not just for the person sitting next to you. That's for you right now. Joe Packer puts it this way. And I love that I came across this this way. He said, A little knowledge of God is worth more than a great deal of knowledge about God. You can begin to know God this Christmas. Bit by bit by bit. Actually begin to understand those um, this week, it wasn't last night, because we had the incredible thunderstorm last night. It was amazing. Jim wandered into our bedroom going, uh, small thunder, small thunder, small thunder. It was very, very cute. He was trying to reassure himself. It was very loud. <laughs> but earlier this week, I had one of those mornings and one of our kids coming at probably four in the morning, they had a nightmare. I took them back to their bed, I see them. But I went to get back into bed and go to sleep. I was just wide awake for no reason at four in the morning. Okay? And I rolled around for a bit and, and you know I've been trying this year, I've shared it in drips and drabs, I've been trying this year to get better at silence and solitude. And so I said to God at 4 30 in the morning, whatever it was, like, oh, I can tick off my silence and solitude at 4 30. I said, God, what are you saying? What are you saying to me this morning? He said, I just want to be with you. There was no need for God to have to say anything. I just want your presence. And that's all God is asking from us as followers of Jesus 
particular Christmas to be present to God, to be present to just being with Him. That wasn't some revelation that was going to change the world or anything like that. But God just said, I just want you to be with me. God just wants to be with us this Christmas. Um, I've been reading a book at the moment by a guy called David Burner, who writes The Gift of Being Yourself. And he says these words, Productivity and efficiency miss the point. What God wants is simply your presence, even if it feels like a waste of potentially productive time. God just wants your presence. That's why we hear that word Emmanuel, God is with us. As I said before, that he became flesh and he moved into the neighborhood. Those gifts of Advent, that hope, joy, peace and love, they're also found in this other part of the Bible called the Fruits of the Spirit. And that's in um, a, a book called the Paul's Letters of the Galatians. And we're probably going to have a look at that towards the end of next year. It's a great book to dive into. But the challenge for the follower of Jesus around Christmas is, is my life beginning to look more and more like those gifts? That is the greatest measurement of your spiritual maturity. Are, are, the, are the, the fruits of the Spirit growing out of my life? Or am actually, am I still quite angry and sharp and abrupt and maybe not the most pleasant or joyful person to be around? We're reminded around Christmas that that is the, that is the end game of Jesus, is those gifts. That our testimony to the world will be like, man, there's something different about Alex. There's something different about Serena. I'm not talking about faking anything. I'm just saying there is a hope about Jesse. There is a joy about Cody. There is a peace in that paradigm. And as we get more and more acquainted with Jesus, as the days, the weeks, the years go on, we begin to look more and more like Jesus. And so that is my Christmas encouragement for us, folks in the church. If this whole Jesus stuff is new to you, you can have that. You can have those attributes. It'll come bit by bit. It's not going to be like an overnight sensation, but I guarantee you. And if you have been a follower of Jesus for, you know, a year, five years, ten years, twenty years, how is your life progressing towards being that gift towards other people that might just influence the room or the workplace or the family that you're a part of because of those gifts? So I'm going to pray for us right now, and then um, we're going to sing two more uh, Christmas carols together to wrap up our time. I'm going to invite the kiddies back in because. Hey, what does it give you a headache like kids running around? Okay, so we're going to experience the joy of Christmas with them. And then, like I said, please, um, I, I understand that people are being you know, conscious this time, but don't feel the need to run away. There's going to be sandwiches and some juice and coffee, and we're just going to spend some time together actually enjoying the reason for the season as God became flesh and walked amongst us, both for us as individuals, but also as a community. So, Father, I just want to... Thank you again. Let us never grow complacent to the gift that you are. Just as we heard across the road at the Serbian church, would there be a great celebration in our hearts because you have given us the best gift? And that is yourself. You didn't send someone else on your behalf. You didn't try to, you know, bribe us with things. You actually gave us yourself. So I pray, Lord, in, in this week as we move towards Christmas Day, but also as we move into 2022, that would be the thing that would reverberate in our soul. That 
that I don't need to go looking for peace. I don't need to go looking for hope. Actually, I've got in Jesus. And for those of us who have been following Jesus, would we also take this time to go, oh, maybe that, that joy thing, I need more of that love. And that's only going to come in acquaintance with you. Lord, I pray in your loving kindness, you would help us celebrate Christmas as it is meant to be celebrated. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs>